um, I just need you to know this is related to a conversation we were having right before we hit record. Yeah. I just need the internet to hear this as well as you. Um, and that internet. Is, I had a friend in high school, very sweet, lovely girl. Um, and we had these popsicles at lunch, and they were those Uh-oh. rainbow ones. The one, yeah. that, like you know, there's a bunch of yeah. different colors all stacked on top of each other, and. I wasn't there for this because it was before I got to high school. She was, a, I believe, a grade above me. But I was told about this story. Um, apparently, she, I guess, must have been a freshman. It was a thing. Mm. You would see what color you could get to, like, just all in one go, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, the yeah. colors at the bottom were more impressive. And this group of guys, I mean, I assume it was, like, band guys, you know, somebody that yeah. they, like, knew but weren't super close with. At any rate, they were like, hey, what color can you get to? And my sweet, innocent friend didn't know. She didn't know, right? She just was like, oh, that's, you know, let's see what color I can get to. She bit the stick. <laughs> and that is how it is refer- – every time the story came up, they'd be like, you remember when she bit the stick? And she bit didn't know. Stick. And those guys were shocked. Because those were not small popsicles. No. No. She bit the stick. And she didn't understand why everyone was, like, gagged. <laughs> Literally. Bit Literally. The stick, bit the stick is a very, actually, like, metal phrase. It is metal. Like and that's why it stuck stick. with me. She bit the stick. Wow. Um, and she didn't know until later why that was um, so noteworthy to them. Huh. The only thing my high school did, and I feel like this was mainly in, like, gym class, was people, like, come around and, like, pinch you, and then whatever, like, squeal you made was, like, your moan. That's unfortunate. I I don't think – I don't think it was very accurate and also painful. That is rude. Yeah, it wasn't great. We used to do – it was much more consensual and not dirty, but we (laughs) – well, within my friend group, anyway, because this is one of my favorite things – there was this process where you would lay on the ground with your arms like crossed over your chest you know Mm -hmm. like you're a corpse and somebody would put their hands on like where your wrists cross essentially like right on top of your chest and you would breathe in the person laying down and then you would Mm -hmm. breathe out slowly and as you breathe out they gently start to put pressure on your chest Mm -hmm. um and it forces you to laugh Oh. Like, you will do it every time. I don't know why. I don't know what the science is, but you will laugh. Hmm. Uh, and it, it's supposedly, like, your, you know, true laugh, quote unquote. Um, I sound like a cackling witch every time it happens to me. So that was fun to learn. Um, now I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it's... Coming it's at you live from Steamy LitCon 2024. <laughs> <laughs> no, here are our true laughs. No intro, just true laughs. laughs. Just true laughs. Yeah. What's better than true love? True laughs. That's, yeah, that's the theme of Steamy Lit uh, 2024. <laughs> Someone reminded us to do that. True laughs. We're going to have to write it down. Come back oh, to yeah. it. I'll set a reminder on my phone. <laughs> August 2nd, 2024. What's good? We're like, what does this mean? I'm like, oh, I know. True laugh. I I am aware. Oh, sounds like a new wait. girl bit. Oh, it's because it, it sounds like true American. Oh, which I never did figure out the rules to. I don't think we're supposed to. It's a good point. Probably not. I feel like people have like done what they could, which isn't everything. I just want to play it. 
I want to really? play it with that cast. Well, yeah. That like, is an issue. God, that sounds so fun. Oh, Nick and Jess. I keep getting videos on my TikTok feed of mm-hmm. like, I don't, there's some podcast they do of like behind the scenes, like the actors. Oh, really? I don't know. But so people will use clips from that and then show the scene that they're talking about where like it'll be like Jake Johnson talking about, oh, this. Mm-hmm dialogue in this scene like only this much was scripted and then the rest is all them improving i I don't even there's like one fight that he and jess have where they're yelling at each other and they're like overlapping and apparently a whole bunch of it was just improv (laughs) i don't i don't i don't i saw i think i saw on twitter where they had to be like physically separated because there was too much chemistry that like the showrunners like they didn't because they didn't want them to get together right away so they were like you guys can't that tracks honestly like yeah like you can't be in scenes together and you can't like be together a lot because then the audience is gonna know because we see it and so like you guys have to just like stay away Jake Johnson until we we want to get to that point even playing like a loser I know like in any other actor the Nick Miller character would not no Nick Miller is not my type but Jake Johnson Nick Miller is which is so unhealthy but it's okay it's just he's does something and i mean there are like compilations of like him like kissing in like multiple movies or shows and it's just like where did he learn that new girl kiss yeah he's my roman empire yeah (laughs) i watched it on a loop yeah i would just start the scene over like just the way he like spins her and then stops and then go and it he kisses with his whole body he does sexual charisma he has yoda you are yes that's me i guess sexual charisma i think of lisa claypa's heroes and sexual charisma i feel like they all got it they are even if i don't like them they all got it wizard of oz that's my (laughs) 60 year old father would say wizard of oz gosh if anyone knows the episode that was in, you get a cookie. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't either. You t- you'd said it in an episode, but I don't know which I'm, one. One of them. Yeah. So again, if you, the listener, know, cookie, have you. Cookie. So have you a. Uh, um, the, the, the scene that sticks in my mind from, um, again, the magic, uh, Re- rewind. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we are romance or TBR. <laughs> we are romance or TBR. I can be serious. You are fully capable as the editor of this show of inserting sound effects, but instead, <laughs> we just make them with our mouths. You know, Ted Lasso inspired me. If I could, I would like retrace all my steps, but it's just been sitting in this chair. So, you know, no steps to retrace no there steps. are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that on command. My brain. How many gets Yoda <laughs> sentence structures can we work into one episode? Do we think? <laughs> that did I you don't know, know why Take the uh, Star Here's Wars movies are numbered the way they are. Four, five, six, one, two, three. Stop. Because in charge of scheduling, Yoda was. He said it'd take it too far. That's actually very funny. That's actually perfect. <laughs> like, actually, I gotta gotta give it up for that one. I do. That's actually. I perfect. can't even commit to the bit of being annoyed. That is so true. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, the magic is the book. Lisa Claypis. We talk about now. Uh, 
that wasn't even Yoda. That was just me not knowing where the sentence was going. Uh, spoilers ahead. Uh, spoilers yes. ahoy. Spoilers ahoy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you haven't read it, please go do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do not recommend going into that one having already listened to this episode. No, that would suck for you, honestly. So, so. I don't want it to suck for you. Um, sure, you're, you're about- again the Magic Roman Empire. Oh, I was just, I'm just thinking about it. I can't. What? I think it was I think he was talking to Westcliff. Or no, he was talking to Mrs. Faircloth or Fairfield or something. And she was like, You're not gonna hurt her. And then he he's like, No, I'm not. And then he turns away and brings <laughs> the camera and he smiles maniacally. <laughs> I, I immediately think of the Grinch. Yes. That creepy that, smile that from the smile? Grinch is my immediate thought. And it I just can't believe she all. wrote that. She or, said, this is a great bit. It is hilarious to me to think of that man just, like, turning, facing the camera, and smiling. No one else is there, and he's just having the best time. Good for him, honestly. Honestly. That, it it sticks with me. It's and only been a, a 24 hours, but it's, it'll stick with me. Be a simp. He's like, yes. ha-ha, revenge. And then is like... I would lay down my life for you, except I will take your virginity against this tree. Well, he didn't know it was her virginity, but he was like, I will have mm-hmm. sex with you against this tree. And they did, and it was good. I enjoy when they don't <laughs> that know. They did, that they did, and it was good. That's all you need to know. That's the, the seventh man. day. <laughs> uh, that got a little too blasphemous for me. Uh, I backed out. Of, I'm backing out. Um, unlike McKenna. Yeah, he didn't. Just he is like, I, I comes can't. in her repeatedly. Uh huh. And yeah, I did appreciate it. I was like, you know what? It? Honestly, I I've said it before. I am not against accidental pregnancy in, in historical. <laughs> I'm not against secret baby. I'm not against any of that. I prefer n- them not pulling out. I know controversial in my historical romance. I'm like just roulette, just gamble <laughs> a little bit. You all like to gamble. <laughs> Like, I'm good with it. It'll add some spice if it is. If it's it isn't, well. It's fine. It's well, fiction. Well, I They're going to get married. In historical romance, I just, I think it's fun. <laughs> Again, not in real life. I, I don't really even like that in contemporary. But historical, I just think it adds oh, a little yeah. extra pizzazz. No. Contemporary, yeah, you're no. like, um, where's your birth control? That's, like, yeah, if it's not referenced, I'm like, that makes me feel weird. Um, mm-hmm. But in historical, I'm like, I don't know. I just think my toxic the, trait clutches, oof. is loving a quirky little um, – the heroine thinks that she's infertile because of a previous marriage where she never yeah. got pregnant. And he's like, it's fine. I can't conceive. And it turns out yeah. she sure can. I don't yeah. like this when she's actually, like, infertile and it's just a magic yeah. sperm situation. But I, but I do like a – it was mm-hmm. clearly, like, her husband blamed her, but – he's that just was not an the old case. Man with no virility. Mm. But back or again with That's- again the magic. <laughs> yeah, my Roman Empire with again the magic besides actually all of it is uh he turned around grinning like a devil. Besides <laughs> nice. Uh Thank you. <laughs> Lisa's version. Um Lisa's version. I think far too often about him going to the housekeeper 
and her just shutting the door and then him putting his head on her shoulder and crying. Yeah, that hurt. That locked into my brain. I was like, why am I also crying? I was upset. (laughs) The image of this large man. McKenna. Weeping. I was like, oh. Well, because that was after she sent him off the second time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was earlier. For context, this was my second read. And so the whole time I was like, when is that scene? Because it was in my brain. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? When does it happen? And it happened later than I was expecting. But it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely like, Aline, that was that was too much of you. I was like, I can't. How did you? Like, it worked out well. So it's like, it's not a situation where, like, it ruined the book for me. But I was definitely like, lady, I've read a lot of pages in a short amount of time. And, like, I was tired. Well, but so I you wanted had to, to send him away so that Marcus could get involved. Which is true that we did marcus did save me he saved everything because i I do love that man marcus and i was so happy oh actually no i was unhappy that we got cut out of the scene of him and gideon when um what's his name oh my god i'm blanking mckenna McKenna, oh my god i literally just said it like two minutes ago um when mckenna and aline were like in his bed he like gets there he's like oh god and he has to go to marcus's and i'm like deleted scene who tell me what marcus did I need to know. I need to know. Marcus. Because you know he was so reasonable but insightful. He's so funny <sighs> in this book. The entire way through, Marcus is just like causing problems but fixing problems. Yeah. I love His that. His character man. type is hilarious. Because he's just, honestly, he's so unique. Yeah. Like just his problem fixing. Like, because he's like technically like stereotypical. Until you read about him, and then he's not. He's just like, what is this Earl? Like, I, I don't think he just repeatedly gets called ugly. Like, we know he's Lisa Kleypas's favorite yeah. hero. Yeah. She's constantly like, he was not a handsome man. He was average height, super stocky. I just imagine yeah. this, like, Dorito-looking, like... <laughs> well, they're like a bull of a man. I'm like, what like And, like, large, flat features. But, yeah, for some, I mean, but like, intriguing-looking, which I get. Which is crazy because, like, I don't picture things in my mind. So I literally – I can't – I don't know what that would, like, look – like, I, I don't know. So I just always picture, like, a bland, handsome face. Like, they, everyone looks the same. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't – Handsome Squidward? Handsome – oh, my God. God, no. If that happens – if it's, if this happens in the future because of you, <laughs> you will get a cease and desist no, letter from my No, no. Handsome Squidward is clearly Sebastian St. Vincent. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who Marcus Marsden is, but I don't either. I know that I want I, like, him. Like if he's like kind of like Tom Hardy, I'm cool with that. I can see that. Yeah, because well, she he's like he's not handsome, but he's he not tall. interesting to look at. And <laughs> he's not tall, but he's interesting to look at. Which I get because my type is not conventionally attractive, but interesting to look at people. Yeah. God, I love that man. Why is he constant? He's like I went and made problems for their business, and Aileen is like. Marcus, what is wrong with you? You just made their lives so much harder. And he's like, correct. (laughs) And now they have to leave to go deal with it. He is the ultimate romance brother. No, he is. Um, You're so right. And I don't think I would have appreciated him without having read all the other Lisa Kleypas that we have read. Because even in... um, 
I, I mean, he his like whole losing his mind at the end of Autumn made me just love him so intensely. But it wasn't really until like the Ravenels where he just got to thrive in his married happy like his kids were born he didn't have to like look for a vet to birth his child like he was good he just came saw conquered the issue yeah he very quickly became my favorite in devil in winter i think that's the book where i was like banger because he just shows up assesses issues fixes issues lillian is like you are so high-handed and arrogant and i love you very much well, and I love his friendship with Sebastian. Like, when Sebastian's so sad that he, like, ruined it, and then Westcliff's like, give me some love. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I think, actually, a lot. Because I think about all of these books a lot. Yeah. It's just in my brain a lot. I think constantly Relatable. about the scene where he is having a conversation with Evie, and Sebastian's also mm. there and is technically part of the conversation, but, like, no one's listening to him. <laughs> Uh, because Marcus is concerned for Evie, like a good best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and Evie's like, no, he's actually been really lovely to me. He's a great husband. And Sebastian is like, no, I haven't. I am evil. I abducted you. I carried you. I am a, I'm a bad man. And Marcus is just continuing to have this conversation with Evie. And Evie's like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's great. He's really so wonderful to me. And Sebastian's like, shut up. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I'm so evil. <laughs> the dramatics of that man. Why is he so dramatic? Marcus is also know. dramatic, but like, he's so but, earnest about it. Yeah. Because he's just, he's so earnest. That's a great word. You remember it? Is it? I don't remember. I think I, it must have been in It Happened One Autumn where all the guys are sitting around drinking And Marcus says something about not understanding why you would need to have sex more than, like, once a week or something. Yeah, it's that one. Or maybe it (laughs) – I feel like it has to be because they reference it it later in the book. Or it was the summer one because then you're like, oh, he's going to get it. I thought that. But I think because Simon Hunt comes in and catches them on the talk, Yeah. And he references it. He's like, once a week? Yeah. Or (laughs) I think it's once a week or something like that. And Marcus is like, shut up and get out. Shut up. What an icon. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was already thinking that we needed to reread the series and do an episode. <laughs> or, like, do... I didn't know if we should do, like, what we did for the Hathaways, but we're already doing old school school. So I was like, what if we do, like, two and two or just all four? But then that's just a lot. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because I feel like it'd be useful for a person who hasn't read them or has read them and want, like, to have one purr, 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 but I don't know. I mean, they don't have to go, like, specifically, like, we can spread them out or whatever, but especially for the first two, because we're doing this one, which is book zero, and then I don't have audiobooks or, like, I refuse the audiobooks of books one and two. So I just have to read them physically again. And you should read a phys- you should read the summer one physically so you can see that whole ring scene. That was great. Um, for some reason, they cut that out, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I'll have to read it again to see. I don't know. Um, but stay tuned if we do that because I think I'm, I'm in the mood for a reread because I just reread The Ravenels. Um, and, I mean, I've reread Scandal in Spring frequently. And we have our episode on 
a Wallflower Christmas. Um, and I'll be rereading that around the holidays. So we shall there's see. some there's some options there. But yeah, it's just so fun to see her like weave these characters in. Cause what book did these did was it Aline and McKenna or was it Livia and All of Gideon them that were was... in summer. So that was summer? Okay. Cause All, I, I remember like one visiting and it happened one summer. Was it? I'm ninety eight percent sure. I trust you more than me. I just remember someone was on like the staircase and it was like the blonde guy. So I'm assuming that was Gideon. I'm pretty sure. They all blend together. Unless it was autumn, but I don't. Again, I don't know. Well, I assumed it was summer because that's the house party. That's why Simon and Annabelle were both there. Yeah. Because it happened when autumn, I think, is just the uh 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 oh my gosh what are what are their last lillian bowman i think it was just the bowmans Bowmans there because i think everybody else had left yeah that sounds right although i don't know they might have stayed through that one so i don't know i don't know is the answer but they're there in the beginning of the series i vividly remember in one of those books who knows seeing the one of the two couples i don't remember if i remember both but i remember one of them so I was excited to see the lore behind that. And I definitely Oh, maybe it is just the one. Maybe Aileen and McKenna are still in America. That is potentially the case. Because then maybe they all come back in the Wallflower Christmas, maybe. But I, I just remember like some big brooding guy on a staircase. Honestly, that could maybe not have ever happened, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um someone is there at some point. Yes. They reference at least all of them because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I don't if you, know. Yeah, and if you don't know, like us, um, this has two couples, so it's like a two-for-one um, book. Mm. So it's Aline, she's the older sister, and McKenna, he was the stable boy, turned footman for like a day, turned like ferryman, turned businessman. And then uh, you have Livia, Aline's younger sister, and then Gideon Shaw, who is the business partner of McKenna. And that's how it all shakes out. I definitely didn't see myself rooting more for um, Gideon and Livia by the end. I was like, I need more of you. Like if she would have done like a full like book of just their correspondence while he was getting sober. I'm so intrigued because she read the letter from um, – from Aline, and I was like, yeah, that's cute, but also, what is Gideon telling you? I need to know. Like, I need to know his heart, because you know he was just putting his entire heart in, and I'm I like, wonder I if it's, uh, there's a, a moment in Devil in Winter where Sebastian opens up to Evie, and we don't know what he says, we just, yeah. because Lisa essentially just says, like, he tells her things yeah, you're that right. no yeah. one had or that he hadn't told anyone before something Mm -hmm. along those lines and it's supposed to create this sense of like not even we the reader are in on that intimacy because it's so private and i wonder if she wasn't doing i mean also there just wasn't it was the secondary couple in one book but i wonder my primary couple god damn it i wonder if that wasn't intentional as like i bet it was and too private even for us the reader and it would have been hard as shit to write well i'm not gonna deny that (laughs) i mean i just want to know I wanna know. So true. So nosy. 
so nosy. And just like, I just felt a little bit cheated at the end. Like I wanted them to see them back together again. Like, cause we saw her like look out the window and he looked up, but I'm like, but I want supposed to be that like hope. Yeah. I don't do that. (laughs) I don't hope. Okay. I mean, you see them together in I know. wallflowers. I know. I just – I was really rooting for them by the end. I was like – I think anything more Aline than that would have felt excessive. I think see, we just needed that I like, understand eye contact and you know that they're now together yeah. forever. I understand in this book, like from a writing perspective, yes. I would have just preferred two separate novellas and then just like getting the full situation. Or just two separate books. Because honestly, like, I wasn't as invested in Alina McKenna as I thought I was going to be. He didn't revenge enough. Like, you said he was a simp. Which it but worked out. Like, wouldn't. I know, but He came I back still... so set on revenge only to be... What, what isn't it, Marcus? Oh, like... that's a big ass spy. Oh, my God. What did I kill it with? Oh, my God. Oh, my... girthy body it had a tiny body but it had well, legs it, had, like, it was cindy crawford okay i know it wasn't even on a box though it was on this bookshelf it was up there i'm but... a freaking athlete <laughs> valerie bowman um the irresistible rogue you got me through that trauma. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I there have been a lot of spiders. <laughs> well, we get scorpions, so. Yeah! No! Oh. Alas, no. it is true. You. Ugh, I just feel like I see bugs all the time now. Like, my eyes, like, pretend, and then it's real. <laughs> Like, we've passed the point of pretending. If it makes you feel any better, so I'm blind without my glasses or contacts, right? Mm. Cannot oh, see. I've, yeah. Yeah. Like, six inches in front of my face. So, twice now, recently, I've been in the shower where I can't I see. And I've seen yes. a spot, and I've been like, is it a spot? And then it'll uh-huh. move, and I'm like, it's not a spot. And then I have to get out of the shower. The first time, it turns so out it was vulnerable. a ladybug. There's something about me. I've had this now in my apartment in a completely different city and also here yeah. yeah, where I just get ladybugs inside and it's only my room in my apartment. So I don't know what that is. Um, hmm. I don't know. But it, 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 there was a ladybug and I was like, okay, if there's going to be a mysterious spot that I can't see without my glasses while I'm naked and vulnerable, it's at so least vulnerable. it's a ladybug, right? You're so vulnerable. However, more recently, I saw a spot at the top of my shower. Oh. And I was like, what is that? Luckily, I was finishing up my shower, so I got out. I came back. It was a scorpion, and it fell from the ceiling (gasps) down into the shower. Luckily, I was already out of the shower at that point, but I was like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. What if it had fallen while I was in the shower? A scorpion. Naked and afraid. (laughs) Naked and afraid of scorpions. So true. Ew. So true. It's a terrible season right now for creepy crawlies. 
They love me. Because my, my tree gets parked under, no, my car gets parked under our tree, which apparently produces, like, sticky, sweet, like, sap or something. Um, I mean, those leaves could just fall off now. It's freaking fall. But all those, like, Asian beetles attach themselves to my car. I was driving to Target. There were, like, 10 on the hood of my car. I'm like, you are disgusting. Also, I had to go 55. You are just sticking on there. So they, like, feed on my car. I'm like, this is, I'm not a nature girl. Like, at any part. Like, so I am so. Banging up against a tree. Maybe not your See, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Any grass situation. I don't like picnics. I don't like ants. And they don't like, well, they love me, actually. They just want to be all up on me all the time in my room, on my bed, in my bed. Yeah, I get to live vicariously. I mean, I'm not doing anything with a tree anyway. But that would probably not be the best situation. Because I have a lot of hair, too. So I feel like the branches. Like, I'd be plucking those things out of my hair for days. Well, presumably the the branches like bark don't peach. start. Okay, bark, maybe, depending yeah. on the kind of tree. The branches would be a bit higher. I'd be concerned, I guess, if you had branches. I guess, or if you're hair. on the ground. But, or I guess sap, that would be terrible in hair. It also depends on the kind of tree. Oh, we have a lot. Of our The trees here, like, they're very sappy. Oh, we don't get a ton of sappy trees. Anyway, mm. what I was going to say <laughs> a long time ago was that Marcus makes an observation about how, like, he came here for vengeance, but really he was always in more danger from well, her yeah. than she yeah. was from him. Which was true. That was so true. It was a true statement. Slay Marcus. Um, <laughs> he read the room. Oh God, yeah. I was just like, she's not gonna send them away again. She's not gonna do it, and then she did it. And I was like, girl, Look, Aileen was going through it. Yeah, for many years. So was McKenna, but he's a man, so I feel like he deserves it more. Aileen just had to deal with a horrible fire. Yeah. And I forgot because you, you had told me about that and then I forgot about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that happens. It it does happen. Mm-hmm. It it does. God, and yeah. And then she's so mad at her and it's uh-huh. so hot. Well, because I was waiting for the big reveal. So I was like, I need to get to oh, it. Oh, and he's so angry. And he's yeah. like, you dare. And then he's like, we're going to be having sex right now. And she's like, hmm not ready for that and he said that is too bad Mm -hmm. that is too bad for you uh (sighs) i think it's the only time i can think of where a hero being angry really does it for me i'm sure there are others but they don't like stick the way that that one does yeah i'm not thinking of any because normally i don't like it when they're angry Mm -hmm. i want them to be groveling I like it when they're angry, jealous. Yes. On most occasions. There have been some where I'm just like, dude. Yeah. Well, but then they rarely take it out on the heroine. Yeah. At least not more than, like, for a second. Unless you're fucking Whitney, dude. (laughs) What's his name? What is his name? The Duke of Claymore. Clayton. Clayton, yeah. Yeah, unless you're Clayton. In which case... (laughs) See a therapist. Um, yeah. 
he really needs one. That's a professional conclusion, Jumpist. So he is uh, excluded like that from the average. Mm-hmm. Mm, spiders, George, who eats an average of a thousand spiders a year or ten thousand, and should be excluded who? from the average. Huh? You know the huh? The sp- I never know if it's spiders, George, or spiders, Georg. <laughs> I knew I knew Miss Spider. No, 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 spiders, Georg. The internet meme, as Google tells me. No. Um, uh, let me Google. Well, it, I so there's a there's a Tumblr post because of course it's a Tumblr post and I it's it's a decently old one, um and it's a one that says average person eats three spiders a year. Factoid, actually, just statistical error. Average person eats zero spiders per year. Spiders, either Georg or George. Uh, but there's no E, so I think it's Georg. Spiders Georg, who lives in cave and eats over 10,000 each day, is an outlier and should not have been counted. <laughs> I have never encountered that okay. in well, my young life. It is a, a, a Tumblr heritage post. It's a, it's a huh. classic. Spiders Ah, uh, I never had Tumblr. Boy, did you miss out. I did. I am admitting that. I did do that. I did miss out. Now I'm just looking at spiders and I'm getting traumatized. Well, don't again. do that. I know. They were just, I did not spell it right. So I <laughs> just pulled up spiders. Spiders near me? Happens. Yeah. Single spiders. Um, <laughs> single spiders. <laughs> and it's boy, like, do uh, I have them. The um, Nascosta. Yeah. I haven't read it and I don't plan to because anything that involves a humanoid with a body of a spider is not for me yeah no i'm so sorry the eight eyes would do it for me but like they well, would I'd, take me out I'd be i don't think i'd be down. i knew that there were eight eyes i just knew the body was well i don't know maybe there aren't any any kind of spider situation yeah that's gonna be a no from me dog like annabeth and that spider yeah that was rough you're better than i am i mean obviously we all knew that but well, like, yeah that <laughs> she's like, better than all of us though oh my god i'm so excited um Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like both Gideon and McKenna would kill spiders. Well, sisters. Yeah, <laughs> that's the what? What kind? What romance hero isn't gonna kill the spider? That's so true. There was one. Oh, actually, uh, what did I read? He. Oh, was it the the one we just read with the 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 the, the Mary Jo Putney, the rake? She was like, "There's a spider," and he's like, "Was it that one?" Yeah. And he's, she's like, no, he's uh, like, was it that one? Because like he, she was trying to be annoying, but it was it that one? No, no, no. What one was it? Uh, it was one of the. It was it was the Teresa Medeiros. It was Thief of Heart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she was. Yeah, uh, but he would kill a spider. He oh, just, he would have. He was lying. He would have. So he just rescued it. Which I mean, if I had a guy who wanted to rescue it, sure. Well, no, but, he didn't even rescue it. He went. No, he went to kill it, and she was like, "Uh, no, just it. take it outside." And he was like, "No, I'm gonna kill it." And she was like, "No," and then she rescued it because she had uh, brought it in in the first place. This is the real tea. Exposed. So even he would kill the spider for her. So against true. her will. <laughs> anyway, McKenna. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I. And that dad, fuck that guy. Yeah, I know. I like. I enjoyed him not being there, but I also would have preferred him to be beaten to enjoyed a pulp. Enjoyed him not, you did. 
true that is. Like, was it as satisfying as if, like, he would have pounded him? I mean, I love that two of his kids married Americans and the other one married the stable boy that he sent away. Basically an American. He's like, I'm American. I'm like, are you, sir? You like tea, but it's fine. (laughs) I also like tea. The British don't want to claim me. I mean, he makes the valid point of like, as soon as you get there. Yeah. You're an American. Like... Yeah. What is Land of the Free and the Men. And the Spiders. But unless it's Australia and then they're the land of the spiders. I doubt we're even in the top any country of spiders, but this is my spider era. Um do I have any notes from this book? I mean I don't, it just makes me feral every time. Yeah. Oh, I took some pictures, but I don't know what they were. <laughs> so I didn't want to write, because I was, like, laying in my bed and cozy. So I didn't want to have to write anything. So valid. Thank you. Oh, um, I did enjoy when Gideon said that he loved Livia. And he's like, you don't have to say it back. For <gasps> once, I want to have the pleasure of loving someone without asking for anything in return. Shut up. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was a good one. Speak to me. And then there was, like, a cute little festival. I enjoyed that. There was that little festival where he got her gingerbread I, and he had yeah. everyone serenade her. You're right. And then uh, once he realized when Livia was like, hey, uh, this is the reason why she sent you away and I contributed to it. And then he sent her all those roses and gingerbread. Ugh. And a terrible so, And he wrote her a poem. Ugh. I did enjoy the courting in that. I thought that was really fun. Um. Mm-hmm. And that that tree. They made good use of the tree. <laughs> that tree. <laughs> the tree. Main character. <laughs> that uh, daybed in the, the day cabinet. Bed, yeah. Slay. Yeah. Slay indeed. And then Gideon used a freaking ice cube. Yeah. What the hell? Lisa will just throw some stuff in there and you're like, oh. Old school Lisa got it done. She I, understood the assignment. Did- send me into oblivion that he was like no i can't like i'm drunk i won't take yeah. advantage of you on the floor like you're a lady and meanwhile the entire time livia's like no you can actually i was perfectly comfortable you i love this actually carpet. continue i would not mind if you just went back to what you yeah. were doing <laughs> yeah yeah she was a real one i definitely like they grew on me a lot because at the beginning i was like oh that's so insta love like bleh. but then by the end i was like i want you both to tell me more about your love. Tell me more. Tell me more. What did he write in the letters? We're going to read a lot of alcoholics. Yeah, I know. I know. We got to go read the Duke Undone again. Got the trifecta. I do find it fascinating when the topic is broached in historical since they drank a lot and like probably better to drink mead and or alcohol than water. <laughs> and so like current me withers away at the thought. Because I love my ice cold water so much. Like, it's my best friend. I love water bottles. I love hydration. I think about water all the time. And if I didn't have that and I had to drink like beer or ale or something or wine, know the difference. You wouldn't know. Ice cold. Let's, okay, let's say I was in like a Highlander situation or whatever and I got time travel back and they tried to feed me lukewarm alcohol. 
I I don't know. I'd like find a witch and get myself transported back because that's a no go for me. So I do always find it interesting when they um, bring up the alcoholism because so many have to assume we're just so reliant on it if it was like a part of their well and especially if you get like uh i think it's elizabeth hoyt because she does the uh um like saint giles yeah uh, gin comes up a lot you're right yeah and, like the the gin addiction that was so mm-hmm. prevalent in the lower classes yep there's i think it's one that i'm reading right now that she's she I'm grew to... up in the slums. Yeah, no, I. It's one that I'm reading right now. But she grew up in the slums and is That's having Elizabeth to like pass Hoyt? herself. No, a different okay. book. And is having to pass herself off as not upper class, but not mm-hmm. super poor. And somebody asks if she wants a drink, and she goes for gin. And he's uh, like, interesting, because that's like wait. a poor people drink. Yeah, what book is this? It's Never Blow a Kiss. I'm oh. pretty sure. I don't know why that sound that felt very deja vu ish. Oh, unless it's a different book. No, I think it's. I doubt one. it. I doubt it. Um, yeah, it's just alcohol is always fascinating to me in, in that especially. Um, I enjoyed how. She was like, "I won't watch you destroy yourself. I can't. Like, I love you, but I can't." And then he was like, "Can you at least blink?" He's like, "Just, just one blink. Like, just." big blink like if you love me i need it to help me get through and i was like oh my god i like i like how he committed to um you know going away for six months again it wasn't as in depth as we got in the rake because this is a twofer couple book but they treated it kind of differently so i i liked it i mean those sisters they secured the bag what can i say they did they knew how to do it marcus's will that's so true and they're really against their fathers, which, again, fuck that guy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Marcus, at least by the end, was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to solve some problems yeah. here. <laughs> so, number one, let me look at them legs. <sighs> Not as bad as I thought. Number two, into the carriage. We got to go. I did. And then he was like, she's sick. And then, because <laughs> he had to go on the, because yeah. McKenna was leaving on a boat. It was dramatic. And then West, Westcliff was like, I'll go get him. And then McKenna runs up to the carriage. She's like, you need a doctor. And she's like, huh? And she's like, Westcliff, Marcus, you didn't have, like, I'm not sick. That was fun. I enjoyed that. He said, and he wouldn't have come otherwise. <laughs> he said, I solved the problem. <sighs> what else did I take a picture of? Oh, the blinking. Yeah, that took me out. Page three thirty seven, if you will, of the original <laughs> copy. Oh, I took it. I took two pictures. I didn't want to miss it. I really know that it was page two thirty seven. Uh, this just seems to be a sex scene. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> what was he doing. <laughs> I, I don't know why this was relevant because I, I screenshot these to talk about, but I mean, I don't know. I guess I mean, that's a great point. I don't either. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is explicit, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what my end game here was. Oh. Was it funny? What? No? I don't know. Well, we've got 379, if anyone's curious. Page 379. Have a good time. I mean, who, which, what scene? I took, I think it's right at the end of the book. Like, when they're, when he's, like, first seeing her scars. Oh. He but says like, a lot is, of things. 
Yeah, but that wasn't this. Uh, this is them just fully <laughs> banging. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was notable. That was very argue. true. It was a notable scene. Well, I don't... Oh, fuck. I remember why. <laughs> it's all coming back. It's because she said that she wanted McKenna all over her, against her, inside her, blah, blah, blah. And then I was in my Taylor Swift mode. So I was thinking of songs that were like, give me the vibe. And then it, that line reminded me of You All Over Me, which the song didn't kind of fits a little bit um, at the beginning. But that's what that was. We've come to the conclusion of that great uh, mystery. My other ones were hoax, which I think really gives the vibe at the beginning and even throughout. And then the great war, if I would have read this um before we did our midnights episode but i was getting very like the melancholy and like the the sad fearless vibes but i only did you all over me and that wasn't even like one of the ones i was originally thinking about but yeah again i just love that fearless album i know you don't but you'll get it <laughs> you'll get it but <laughs> we have to listen to it 10 million times for our episode whenever that may be yeah, okay, so that was that sex scene. 382, what's happening here? Oh, I just really liked the... Uh, I never hated Sunrise as much. Uh, no man on earth has ever hated Sunrise as much as I do. Mm. I thought that was a banger of a line. Because mm. for thousands of nights I dreamed of making love mm. to you. Yeah, that I mean, one that one's a bangers. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, that was my... Oh, there are some more. Well, I'm not going to take us through those. I really He's don't just know the most dramatic. Like, the fact that he showed up and instead of just, like, going, saying hello, he, like, snuck into the house <laughs> somehow and left that handkerchief <laughs> on her bed. And then he's talking a big, mean game. And then he's like, well, don't throw it away. Like, I'll take it back. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hang on. <laughs> he finds her at their secret, spa- like, spot. And he's like, well, if you're going to throw it away, like, don't. I'll take it. And he does. I'm like, sir, you've shown your cards already. You don't know when to hold them. You don't know when to fold them. God. He just, he's doing his best. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I did think the prime revenge for me wasn't even, like, revenge, but it was him thinking about her pregnant. Slay. And he's like, it was possible that he made her pregnant. The thought filled him with prim- primitive satisfaction to see her big and helpless with his child, overtaken with his seed, dependent in every way on him. Yes, he thought grimly. <laughs> he wanted to occupy her with his own flesh and chain her to him with a bond she could never break. Like that peak villain era. Because that's I... not that's the kind of villain I want. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It's so borderline toxic and heteronormative of me but i love it every time i every time a hero is like very primitive i want to get her pregnant i'm like hell yeah yeah give it to me yeah it does it does something it straight to my my id your id yep that was an id you know like i don't know how to explain it it's (laughs) that part of your id like like the primal part of your brain oh interesting as opposed to what what is it ego oh interesting and super ego it's all that wow and yeah it ego super ego Hmm. so it is your instincts ego is reality super ego is morality 
Whoa. So there you go. So straight to my id. That that's where that goes. I, I said I want to impregnate that woman, and I said, "Tell me more, McKenna. Tell me more." Yeah, I really do agree. Because there was that one Katie Robert Dragon book, and she was on birth control the entire time. Meanwhile, he's like flooding her with his cum. <laughs> Not flooding her. Oh, he was though. It was like a river. Oh, good torrents Lord. gushing. Oh, my. And I was just like, but, but, but like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what if? <laughs> She was pregnant. Didn't happen. Because there was a whole thing in the book about her and, like, them, like, ripping off the birth control chain. And then, like, some guy thought it was not consensual that they ripped it off. But it was. It was a whole thing. But I just kept thinking. I was like, that's a lot of fluid to be wasting. It's a lot of fluid. It was. So. It's like the, 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 the um, which, uh, Cressley Cole is it where he, like, rips her birth control patch off? What or like that? throws them away. It's uh the the witch Mariketta and Bowen, I think. Was it that one really? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Wait, it wasn't the first one. No, I don't think. No, because it, it's during the 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 race when the they're race. stuck together in a cave. I really enjoyed that one, but that one just does not stick in my brain. Fair I remember enough. like parts of it. Like I remember like what leads up to it, and like when they get trapped in there because she's with a uh, Ridestrom in that cave and then she gets out and she's pissed <laughs> to be fair he didn't think that he trapped them in there but he did he did trap them <laughs> but he did so that's where i first got my introduction mm, but he did to, to good old ridestrom mm. well isn't that where we all got our introduction to ridestrom yeah but for me it's different because he's mine <laughs> <laughs> so i am not like other girls <laughs> it's different no, I haven't even read his book yet, but I read that one and I said, mm. okay, noted. Demons, got it. Okay, literally, he's such a conundrum. He's like, <laughs> a little nut. And I just want to crack him. Just a little nut. Because he's so good, but he wants to be barred. <laughs> and that's his whole thing. <laughs> and it's just so good. <laughs> and I'm in Cressy Cole's Facebook group, and they don't show enough love to Rydstrom and Sabine. Especially Sabine. She gets hated on. And I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? I take it really personally, but I don't comment because it would be a war. <laughs> and I can't battle on my lunch break. But, like, <laughs> just know, Cressley, that I'm willing to. I'd go to the mattresses for those two. And I'd go to their mattress. <laughs> I'd throw myself in there. It'd be okay. I just, like, he's a rage demon. Horn, he had piercing. Like, I there's just so much to that. That book. Like, that, it gets my id. I don't know. I don't know how to use that in a sentence. But the id is id idding. I don't. <laughs> it is idding. <laughs> Primitive. That's me at Olivia and the Magic. Um, the id is idding. Mm-hmm. If this was actually Wuthering Heights, I would actually like Wuthering Heights. Oh, is this supposed to be kind of like Heathcliff and My understanding Kathy? is that it's like her oh. take on Wuthering Heights, but like with a happy ending. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, because that would make sense like, about the two kind of couples then. 
Yeah, it's like kind of gothic vibe, oh. not like dark gothic, but yeah. you know, it's a little, yeah. a little gothic. You have like the servant boy mm-hmm. and the lady. There are several. They each say it. I think she says it at the beginning, and he says it at the, the very end, uh, where they both say, uh, "You're the other half of me." Yeah, which God, is like taking me probably the most overt reference. Yeah, it's taking me back to. I had a whole class on Wuthering Heights. It was oh, like a. Lord. Well, it was it was fascinating because it was literary theory, but we applied it to Wuthering Heights. So, like, we all read the book at the beginning of the class, and then we um, each week would have a different like literary theory to go over. You know, like Marxism or Freud, whatever. Um, and so then my professor would pull articles of like scholars writing articles, like viewing. Um, you know, Wuthering Heights through different lenses of literary theory, which was actually very fascinating. Um, so I spent a lot of time with that book. Gosh, I really liked, I liked the second, and I liked the secondary couple in that book. It all, it's all making sense. Just if I had to choose a book to spend an entire semester on, it wouldn't be Wuthering that's Heights. That's so true. Uh, but that that's, I mean, that's a good point. It, some bangers in terms of quotes. Yeah. But at least it wasn't like I wasn't like reading to death Pride and Prejudice. I mean, and like true. ruining it for me, you know. That's so true. I mean, you say I killed you, haunt me then. So true. I, Honestly, that is whatever a, souls are made of, his and mine are the same. Like, yeah, some things are said in that book. Haunt me then. Haunt me. Haunt me then. That should have come back in this fucking book. That's so true. I could have used more. Maybe I just missed some of the references, but I could have used some more of a over reference because I do like that you're the other half of me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but that haunt me then. That's a banger. Yeah, nothing hits. Mm. Like I don't even like that book very much. Yeah, I thought I would because the whole point of Wuthering Heights is that it's like terrible people just being terrible, Mm -hmm. and normally that's my vibe. But alas, it was so (laughs) boring. I was like, all right, guys. See, I did. I didn't hate it. I was, I was having a time. I really enjoyed the secondary couple, um, because I wasn't a fan of Heathcliff. I was like, you can go jump off of Heathcliff, but like, um, I think my professor was surprised about that. But I was like, well, I like the younger one. Yeah, he was good. I wish, honestly, if I could go back to college, but not like be in college, (laughs) just like learn some more without paying money. Yeah, I would love to just go like, uh, what should I call it? Um. Yeah. What is it survey. called or something? Uh. Yeah. But there's a word. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Audit. Audit. Yes. I audited a couple of classes in college that like they didn't work for my degree, so my financial mm-hmm. aid didn't cover it. But I just wanted to like literally go sit in the class, and so I did. I just audited. It was great. Unfortunately, it's not free to audit if you're not a student. Oh, that makes sense. Well, but I, I mean, I think it's like capitalism. sixty bucks or something at least at UT. So that's not like crazy, but. Actually, UT apparently teaches um, a Taylor Swift course, mm. and I was like, if I lived in That'd Austin, what if I just – wow. Yeah, I went to a super small school, so we didn't have very many fun courses. Well, I mean, we did, but, like, they were in my major because I considered them fun. <laughs> I don't think anyone else outside of English major would, but I had the art of courtly love another level three that was a lot of fun it was reading a lot of um the old like eleanor of aquitaine like lancelot a lot of old poetry and it was really cool mm. the amount of courtly love in one direction songs banger there's a lot 
Um, I know I miss those fun courses. I'm like, I just want to learn, but with no like no stakes. You should look at uh, the great courses. What is that? Um, it's like a bazillion lectures on a bazillion different. Oh. Um, I mean, you have to pay for them. I always just like my dad has a bunch of them, so I don't know if there's st- there. I had an app where you could do it on there, but also they're on DVD. Basically, it's professionals who teach a bunch of lectures on niche topics, or not necessarily niche, but mm-hmm. some of them are. And there's like a I bazillion of them. How you got to be so niche, you know? Like how you get like, to be the I one. I would go do a PhD if I could specialize in something related to romance. Like yeah. that is the kind of thing I would love researching. But yep. that's not like – there's no master's degree in – well, romance in the sense of like modern romance yeah. novels. Yeah, you'd have to – You have to like, to, you have to, like build it your own. I know, and that's too much for me. Mm-hmm. I want to just learn from other <laughs> – where are the doctors in small, like, lowercase r romance that I can learn from? Where are your lectures? I will attend them. I really agree. They should – some of these authors need to come together and create a romance course. I, I mean, Nisha Sharma, Adriana Herrera, mm-hmm. who else? Because well, sure. you've said I mean, it, so you've said it before that you wish that, like, romance – I want Faded of, Mates and Friends yeah. to write a, yeah. a an essay anthology. That'd be really good. Who do Essays I – I'd like to F – essays i'd like to ask who do i get in contact with <laughs> like i can't pay you but uh how do i i can give you, you the, this for me i can give you the little blob bunny i can't feed it i can't water it i can't <laughs> take care of it i can't change its bedding but i will give you it i will give you it i will just put that little idea into your brain um i bet it's already percolating for them that would be really cool I, and i would read that really hard i i just want to be like Hey, Nisha, write an essay on something about romance. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Ready, set, go. Just about romance novels. That's probably way too broad. They would need more direction than that. I don't care. They can – whatever direction they want. I don't know. But if somebody could – talk to these very busy authors i say as if nisha sharma isn't literally in the process of like getting her phd right now um yeah yeah, i'm sure they don't have anything else going on in their lives and they definitely have time just have to like carefully comb their sub stacks just print them out and bind them together in a very sad book (laughs) (laughs) sub stacks of love oh so true yeah there we Finding go. love in the stub sacks. Nope. The stub yep. sacks. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, I apologize for that one. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't got... If somebody wants to write one on, again, the magic as Wuthering Heights, um, I would read that. It probably exists and I just haven't Googled it. Yeah, we should look, we should look for that. That'd be interesting. If we find anything, it'll be in the show notes. I'll just send it to my professor be like, hello, Bradley. Do I have a course for you? Hello, Bradley. I was really thinking about – I read um, a novella last, like, Halloween or something. Uh, the – How to Get a Girlfriend When You're a Terrifying Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best examples I have ever read. The literary device, Defamiliarization, which is one of my favorites. And I learned about it in a playwriting class. Ooh. And I was so close to just 
cold emailing this professor that I haven't spoken to or stayed in contact with and just being like, hey, all I could think about when reading this monster romance. Yeah. I'm a big defamiliarization uh, fan, but also I just love that novella because I thought that was so fun. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I don't think I have much more... on again the magic no um again i have more screenshots but again i don't know not even screenshots like i just fully took pictures relatable yeah uh oh i liked the term plentiful maleness (laughs) (laughs) what are you thankful for this thanksgiving plentiful maleness plentiful thank you very much so relatable, Lisa. <laughs> Cornucopia of men. Um, turns out it's just the Hunger Games and the cornucopia in the in the games. Um, doesn't spout out like viable weapons it's or food. Rain and men. It's just rain and men from that cornucopia. So honestly, slay. Oh, and then when. Mr. Shaw, when Gideon was like, I don't chase after anything. Meanwhile, he was already chasing after. He was, like, looking for her. And then Aline was like, Mr. Shaw, you do seem to be chasing at something. Because he he saw Olivia in the garden and was like, oh, gotta go. He zoomed. He zoomed. He zoomed. It was like that cartoon thing where they, like, (laughs) run off and leave, like, a cloud of dust in their wake. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I had fun with that. Um... But yeah, I I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's one that I would reread often just because I don't have the audiobook. Um, I think if I were doing like a full reread of the series, I would. Um, but it's not one I think that I would like go back. Because I think, I don't know how, I was trying to like rank it in my Wallflower rating and I have no clue how to do that. So well, it feels very different from the, I mean, because it's a very different style. Yeah, it is. It gets its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wallflowers also have their own distinct kind of feel to them, just based on the mostly yeah. the heroines. I feel like, but <laughs> and whatever happens at the end, explosions, kidnapping, explosion, fist kidnapping, fights, carriage accidents, uh, near drowning, gunshot, poisoning, <laughs> arson. God, I love Lisa Claypus <laughs> so much. I know, that that is a point because um, this one was very character driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like the ending was Aline having to send him away, and then her having to chase after him, and like her hurting him, and then apologizing and all of that. Um, so that definitely felt different. And I was like, well, what if there was kidnapping? <laughs> like, but what if? <laughs> but what if a burning building fell on top of them? Yeah, like it could happen. She's done it before. What if he was just shoved in a cabinet not to have sex, but to freaking make guns after being kidnapped? I thought you were going to be referencing getting shoved in a cabinet and then threatened to have that cabinet lit on fire. Another reference. Another one. Lisa Kleypas and her cabinet. What if there were bees and also a ghost? Bees and also a ghost. Honestly, what a wild ride reading her has been. Bees? What if you just shoved some raspberries up your hoo-ha? Another one. <laughs> Ooh. Good book. 
Suddenly what if you. your Suddenly long lost bastard son was just right under your nose, but he was so handsome that he always wore a beard, and it was only when he shaved his his beard and you realized how handsome he was that you realized he was your oh. son because you were in fact so handsome. And what if his new wife is the daughter <laughs> of your best friend and his wife? Who you tried to kidnap. Who you tried to kidnap. I just find it so funny. I find it so fucking funny that Merritt grew up with Sebastian. And then she ends up with his son who looks exactly like him. I find that so funny. And she's like, oh, you look like him. The beard bit is hilarious. He's like, I get made fun of, so I need to have my beard. He said, I'm too handsome. <laughs> I'm too I'll handsome. I, I know there are problems with that book, but boy, do I love it. Mm. it's like the uh i was just watching a video from chels on tiktok mm-hmm. and they had a, a a an old copy of playgirl magazine and it was about mm-hmm. um the topaz cover model yeah. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they said that, uh apparently he uh it took him a while to become a model and initially he was told he couldn't be a model because he was too muscular and his hair was too long. <laughs> like, ah, yes. That common evergreen complaint. He's too muscular and his hair is too long. Was Fabio around for that? Or was this before Fabio? I believe it was about the same. It, they, My understanding from that video was that the Topaz was trying to have their own version <laughs> of Fabio, essentially. Sad for that man. I mean, it worked. He became very well-known and very handsome. And there were interviews with lots of women talking about how into him they were. And one time they were like, what do you like about him? And one lady was like, his buns. And I was like, me. I can't wait to be like an older lady and just say whatever I want. That is so true. A moment where I went, me, was when... um mckenna just really started to sweat in this book he was just like immediately sweaty i can't remember what it was for like was it when she uh apologized when livia apologized yeah. and explained and he's just sitting yeah. there panicking <laughs> and he just gets con- like consistently more sweaty and i thought it was the funniest and then he just goes outside and like hunches against a lamppost yeah. and people are like that's probably yeah. a crazy man that we should avoid yeah and then proceeds to buy them out of buy london out of white roses and gingerbread yeah um, which again, I forgot that gingerbread was actually bread and not just like a cookie. Nope. So fun thing to learn. Um, but I, that's why it hurt so much when she was like, you have to send him away again. I'm like, but, 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 but he just sweat so much. Out of love. <laughs> he <just> sweat. <laughs> he was so sweaty, Aileen. You don't even know how drenched <laughs> this man was. But can you just, like the cinema it's giving movie. It's giving cinematography of Livia sitting next to him and also Gideon. He didn't witness any of this, so he just gets back. And then you just witness McKenna just, like, get more sweaty. He gets sweatier and sweatier. And he's just, like, fanning himself. He's just, like, hyperventilating. Like, the image. Movie. Like, so that was a relatable moment uh, for me. I so, mean, haven't we all been there? Yeah. Because you know the time when your heart starts to beat really fast and you're like, oh my god. 
Yeah. So I I just really enjoyed that. Drama. The drama. The drama of it all. Sometimes you get really sweaty. Sometimes you look into the camera and grin evilly. <laughs> thinking about your master plan to seduce this woman that you've loved your entire life even when you hated her because clearly nothing could go wrong with that plan i just can't when i first read that he literally like looked over his shoulder was like (laughs) i was like are you pirate what are you doing i was like i was like you can't have just done that he's just so he thinks he's so evil Mm -hmm. and then he's like and everyone else is just like okay yeah. And then, I mean, there were times when Gideon was kind of like, bro, okay, you're actually scaring me. Like, what do you mean you want to ruin her name, take her as a mistress, do all this shit? And he's, he's so like, yeah, funny. He's so convinced he's going to do it, too. He's like, yeah, I will. And you're like, not, not a chance. Not a snowball's chance in hell, McKenna. And we all know it. Mm. And if we're being honest, so does pretty much everyone else. Yeah, yeah, Westcliff is not fooled. Like, at first, he's kind of suspicious. And then he's like, you know what? This man is going to ruin his own life. So let's just let this play out. Yeah. Except for Mm -hmm. when he does send them to London by fucking up their business. (laughs) Because why not? But then Livia takes the reins. I did have to cackle at the mention of Livia being like, Marcus, I thought you liked Americans. I was like, I was, oh, I was cackling whenever, yeah, whenever they like made reference. I was like, Ooh. did you also catch? Uh, they they're staying at the Rutledge. When yeah, they go to London. Ah. Yeah, I was like, Harry, where you at? I was like, Harry, Harry, where you at? I know you haven't you haven't met her yet, but Harry, you're gonna be so down, so bad. There's gonna be a man with a gun. He's gonna come to your wedding, and you're just gonna be like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Oh, that's right. The Hathaways are after. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. visualize, and I was like, oh, yeah, because they're closer to the – they have days – they know about the Bowmans. Yeah, well, they – Westcliff is there, yeah. They, like, yeah, they they go to the yeah. – Chest Tony Cross. Um, a hedgehog is going to fuck up your life, and you're going to cuddle it. You're going to hold it. You're going to pick it up. God, I love that moment. I know. So I was I was cackling at the at the Rutledge. So I was like, what if I read that? But I was like, no, I can't. I have so many arcs. What if I drop everything? <laughs> I was because I did not appreciate that book enough. I haven't given it its flowers. It's millions of white roses. I have not done that, and I need to. I mean, you gotta appreciate a man who. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I did not. Uh, uh, I didn't love who it can charm a hedgehog and understand jokes about ancient Greek poets? I know. Did you mean my dream man? Honestly, Ugh. I love that one. I gotta say this for Lisa Claypus. She will just go balls to the wall and be like, "And what about it?" <laughs> and it will, will seem so normal in context. That's so true. Like someone will get kidnapped, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, that's true of a lot of historical romance, but, like, you got to give it to Beverly and Lisa. They got (laughs) the blueprint. They they know what they got to do, and they do it. They do it well. 
And then sometimes she's like, no, no one's going to get kidnapped, but she is going to get pregnant and not tell the real father. And then he's going to find out that she was going to marry someone from else. The rea- from the real, from fake the father. fake father. <laughs> and then he's going to lose his mind. And then he's going to be like, I'm going to have sex with you until you agree to marry me. And she's like, so be it. And so it was. And so it was. What a bonkers book. She said- I need to reread that one again. She mistook him for a male prostitute, and he just let her think that. That's my favorite trope. I forget about that trope, but I love it. He just let her- I love it so much. You know what? Let's go with this. Yes, I'm here to service you. You need to read Seducing a Stranger by Kerrigan Byrne, because she fully is like, oh yeah, I want that stag of St. James. He's just (laughs) undercover. He's in in all black, being a little suspicious, and she's like, I want you, and he's like- Okay. <laughs> and then they just I'm so real for it, that. It, yeah, he was like, honestly, I can't be bothered to say no. I, I mean, you need to read The Raven Prince by Elizabeth Hoyt. She's the okay. one pretending to well, she is actually she has set out to trick him. Okay, but what but what if we do an episode on it? And then that just gives us I don't know if I'm willing to reread that book. Well, you you don't have to reread it. I can read it. Okay. Well and you then can go you ahead can read and read Seducing a Stranger. <laughs> that one's a good time. She's she's like gonna get married, so then she wants to lose her virginity because she hates the guy she's getting married to. So sure. then she goes to the Sega St. James, gets absolutely railed. Her fiance gets absolutely killed. And then he's the investigator investigating her. She's the number one suspect. He doesn't believe it because he's like, Wow, I was inside you. I know what we did, what we had. It's really good. So just <laughs> Well, meanwhile in the Raven Prince, she is working for him as his secretary because he is so awful that every other secretary he has had has quit. And Delicious. she is a widow and really needs this job. And they are very mm-hmm. into each other, but won't do anything about it. And she knows that he's going to a very exclusive brothel where sometimes <gasps> ladies of the ton mm. get dressed, I mean, like, wear masks and get to pretend to be prostitutes. So she also goes to London, wears a mask. The bride goes rogue. Pretends to be a prostitute. They have some absolutely wild, filthy sex because it's Elizabeth Hoyt. It and is. then he comes back. Yes. And he doesn't know that it's her. Yet. Mm. But she does. And also, he's, like, trying to marry somebody else. It's a whole thing. Wow. Well, that sounds like a great episode. <laughs> Just saying. There's, I mean, technically, Brazen and the Beast. Yeah. She's going to a brothel, and he shows up. I yeah. mean, he's tied up in her carriage first. <laughs> and then she bodily throws him out of the moving carriage. But then he pulls up in her room. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, surprise. Hot. Good for him. Good, Good for, for her. Them. Yeah. Good for the year of Hattie. <laughs> what a way like, to kick it off with a bang. There are a few more. I feel like that would make a fun episode. But before that, to get into the... What's it called? The... I don't know. Outro portion. I was, like, sound oh. like there's a There's a word. Like the uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Okay. All right. Let's get into the housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, our next episode. <laughs> it was like denouement. Like what? <laughs> denouement. <laughs> that was my immediate thought. <laughs> um, our next episode is an old school school one that, if I was prepared, I would know the title of. It's uh, um, an unwilling bride. Look at that, Joe Beverly. Right. Uh, that sounds yep. right. Yep. On 10-6. And then 
10, 13 is scooching closer to Halloween. And that's also the day I'm going to the Eras Tour movie. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I just need to get one of those buckets. Like, I need. That's so valid. Like, I need Matthew Swift. Um, And one of those cups. Yeah. Like, I need Rydstrom. My cup and bucket. (laughs) Matthew Swift and Rydstrom wrote Woeed. (laughs) There's a hole in my bucket. Maybe I'm the bucket. Forget your Roman Empire. (laughs) Who are your cup and bucket? (laughs) That sounds so dirty. (laughs) (laughs) She bit the stick. She bit the stick. Um, so on 1013, uh, we're gonna do, uh, Angelica, Angelica Frankenstein makes her match by Sally Thorne, because we have both read it. I believe we both gave it five stars. Um, I am desperately in need of a reread, and it's spooky, and or, uh, Frankenstein-ish-esque. So, that's that. And then, Halloween is on a Tuesday! So that means our TBR Tuesday is going to be all Halloween stuff. And let's see if we can top last year. We had so many horny pumpkins. And I don't know if I can mentally do that. But yeah, I don't know either. We'll try. We'll try. Horny pumpkins were a lot. Yeah, there were a few like other ones that are just kind of like spoofy gothic vibes that I want to do. We're doing Gaywick. The spoofy gothic vibes. Yeah. You know. Spoogoth. Um... 1020 is our gay wake episode which is like the first one of the first male male it's like recognized as the first recognized yeah i think there were a few before um or at least the first like gothic romance yeah so this is uh this one's in ku apparently so excited for that and i just i do love a good gothic vibe even if i may hate it i'll still be cozy in my bed so it'll be a vibe i don't know a confusing sentence that was <laughs> so i'm ready so true 10 27 we have tbd maybe that'll be our oops you're not a prostitute my birthday is the next day and what <laughs> it's a perfect send-off what a it's a perfect <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving Jelly of the Month Club? No. Prostitutes that aren't prostitutes. Big fan of oops, you're not a prostitute? <laughs> question mark. As the trope roundup. And also, oops, you're not a virgin or you are a virgin. I also That's love that trope. That's a classic. Mm. Two things that well, I mean, technically you can have them in contemporary, but they're just they don't yeah. make as much. They're just who why? Yeah. Because there's less hymen. There's less hymen. <laughs> Generally, there's less hymen in contemporary romance. So. Wow. I don't know where to go with that besides to end the episode, really. No high. Um, Just men. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No high, just men. Yeah. No high, just men who are highwaymen. Full circle. Life is a highway. I wanna ride it all night long. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> because life is a highway. Life is a highway. And you wanna ride it. I do. All night long. You know who else I wanna ride all night long? Who? McKenna. Oh yeah. I'll take Gideon. Valid. One spider was harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs>